Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's Love do it. Let's start this is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire. I fell into a ring of fire. All right, welcome back from winter break. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we've been uh, piping into your ears with new uh, new podcast content. Uh, so hopefully you didn't miss us too badly. Uh, but uh, we're back, and I mean, frankly, I, you know, I'm. I'm in Charlottesville. I'm I'm sitting in Emily's office because I kind of don't really have anything else to do. It's the the day of the national championship game. Go Tigers! Mm. Um, but it's not like I can go to a bar to watch the game uh, because sometime over this weekend I lost my wallet. ID oh. gone. Credit cards gone. A little bit of cash gone. Wallet mm. that I really liked gone. So. Like, I really don't have a way to get into an establishment to watch the game. You so, keep all those important things in one place? <laughs> it You know, it does seem, when you think about it that way, it seems kind of crazy. Especially considering the modern trend of the uh, very small, compact wallet. Uh, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of valuable items to lose. <laughs> In one yeah. small and convenient package, um, and, and the, the the you know small convenient package of it, I, I think all three of us are invested into those. I think they call them front pocket wallets. I, I know Max, you have you well, kind of you well, have I'm not anymore. Two. Well, now you have nothing, which is which is a good <laughs> way to do it. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, first of first off, that's that's very unfortunate, and I, I think when you were posing this, there is the feeling of of losing it, which is really strange. But it it did have me thinking, um, you know, forgetting your wallet out somewhere, not in your 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 home, mm-hmm. uh, is that's forgetting it out somewhere is you know historically the thing you think about when losing your wallet. But I find myself frequently, I will go and leave my apartment every morning. Every time I leave my apartment, I like double check to make sure that I have my wallet because what, whereas you feel like you really lost something, what I hear you saying is, you know, the wallet, it's a wallet you liked, but that's pretty replaceable. It could sure. be replaceable unless it's special. The only thing at this point that in my head people routinely have in their wallets that isn't replaceable is the cash because the cards you can get a new card the id the idea it's kind of painful but you can get a new id um but a lot of that stuff is you know it's one step removed from you know not existing and so many payments now are digital um and so it's losing your wallet is in some ways, we're losing the ability to lose your wallet because there's less and less in those. Sure. I, I mean, I, I will say that, that that stance is easier to take uh, when you don't have to go sit in a Maryland DMV later um, mm. to get a new <laughs> driver's license after having just 
grossly overpaid for one a couple months ago because Maryland driver's licenses are stupid expensive. Uh, but uh, yes, you are you're correct that you know in terms of sheer value, like if you have if you have more than a couple bills worth of cash, it is very likely that the cash is the most strictly valuable thing in your wallet in that you can immediately cancel credit cards and debit cards and get new ones issued. You know, a health insurance card doesn't necessarily uh, carry a lot of cash value. Um, You know, I think it's, it's frustrating. The thing like for me, I'll, what I'll have to pay to replace is my driver's license and my student ID. Um, but I don't think either of those will be terribly expensive monetarily speaking. But you you have hit on something that I learned as I tried to kind of figure out how I was going to get through the next few days because I know when I, I was planning to leave Charlottesville and head back up to Maryland, uh, and it is, uh, you know, it's after uh, my... you know at least one replacement credit card will arrive at my home in maryland and and like i'm you know i'm not changing my time plans just because of that um and so i've said well shit (laughs) it might be nice you know you might occasionally need money for something over the next three days and i was like well oh there's a, a branch bank that they opened a Chase Bank in Charlottesville, which was uh, a, a new thing since when we were in college. I had to switch to a different bank because there wasn't a Chase anywhere near. Uh, but I also know that when you go to make uh, a withdrawal from a teller window, you got to have an ID. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so <laughs> I was thinking, oh, am I kind of, you know, up that proverbial creek without a paddle? Uh, and what I learned is that you can, through the magic of that little, uh, you know, tiny supercomputer we all carry around in our pockets, uh, even with uh, no physical card because you're waiting for a replacement to be sent out, like you can still add your replacement debit card to your yeah. digital wallet and use that to make a contactless withdrawal from an ATM. So life is fucking wild. That's that's great. Yeah, I was going to say wow. the so one my, thing. So my wallet is a couple of bills folded up in my front pocket. Uh, yeah. By the time any of you potential robbers and muggers listen to this, I, hopefully that will not be the case anymore. <laughs> well, and I think that you know before the advent of credit cards which really hasn't been that long i mean you had diners club which i don't even understand how that fully worked but you <laughs> you had to have the the infrastructure having the infrastructure in place to do credit cards you know that took a lot but before mm-hmm. that you really didn't even have i don't think necessarily had an id like your driver's license people kept it in their car cuz that made sense it was for driving I don't know how you verified people's age otherwise, but then you just you just had cash. And I was thinking for you, driving back, your car unfortunately cannot get from Charlottesville to, to Maryland in one day. Eh, I might be able to get there in one tank. But I was thinking oh, how definitely. you pay for Oh, can't. Uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't 
Yeah, man, my far. gas mileage sucks, but it doesn't suck that badly. God yeah. bless. Tank's really so, big. It's a, it's 120 <laughs> miles. Yeah, I, I guess I thought it was lo- longer. But uh, there's an there's an instance where you might you might have like a quarter tank left and you need to get gas. I was thinking, well, I don't think you can do contactless payment at gas stations, but maybe you Actually, can now. You, you can at some. It, it it varies a lot by station yeah. and how you know how yeah. modern they are. Like. One time I stopped at a, a station in Remington because I was like dangerously in need of gas and I couldn't even pay with a card at the pump. Like you had to do old school and go inside and say, Give me, you know, give me twenty dollars on pump three, on Jimmy. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, increasingly more and more things you really can just kind of hold your phone up near a near a cash register and as long as you are you know in the right spot you can actually make payments digitally and so like i went to go i went to go get a a a grocery or two today to make um to make dinner tonight and i you know i didn't need to wade into my strategic cash reserves in my pocket i was able to bloop paid for yeah, and that uh, there's something else I want to get to, but I, I think first uh, that does make me think, which is the thing that is very important there because there's something built in that can verify who you are, which is ultimately with payments you want some security, and that's this this big advance we have. There's not really any security in cash, but there is security in a card. It, that that is I think a very important advancement. And so with your phone, not only is there that built-in security, but also not only are we way less likely at this point to lose our phones, even though people do, but the act of losing your phone I think is very hard because of all the you know things built into it. Because of how cripplingly addicted we are to them. Yeah, and yeah. also there's, you know, there you can track your iPhone and also people can call it, so it has right. that going on. And and there's all these added layers of of uh security. So you're really experiencing, yeah, it sucks to lose your wallet. It's it's you wouldn't wish that on anybody, but it doesn't suck as much as before where maybe you were always carrying around $100 in cash because we didn't really have cards and you know, you you carried all your important numbers in there too of people to call and then poof that's gone so it's also it's worth pointing out that your point about their security in a card is really only true over the last what five-ish years um there there's cards i think have always had the pin debit cards have had a pin but you also you run into the stuff where like people don't really make good secure pins. Um, you mm-hmm. go with something on on the scale from easily rememberable to tough to crack. It, people seem to tend more towards easily rememberable. But mm-hmm. but I, I'm ta- so I'm talking about a credit card. Like there was not a whole lot of security in in a credit card other than you must have the physical card mm-hmm. uh, and like you would sign the back and that was the whole thing. But you know, the chip, the modern chip card has made things a little, a little more secure. And now, now that you have this whole digital wallet thing, you know, you download the app for your, 
bank or your card issuer. And there's actually, I was sort of like poking through it today, and there's kind of like another ID number that gets created that's like a combination of your card number and an identifier for the specific device. And so that's only, it only works, it's paired between the two things. And so that link seems like that's what gives you kind of an added layer of security. But yeah, it's it's easier to, you know, it's easier to <clears throat> like put a, a credit card down to sign the little thing at the grocery store or whatever and walk away and forget to take that than it is to lose the device that we all use to run our whole damn lives. Yeah. Yeah, you'd notice if you lost it within a few seconds. Yes, you'd start oh. you'd start twitching. Um which does lead me to I, I was hoping for a little more of the background of the story. Um when did you notice you had lost your non electronic wallet? Um so what what happened is actually Sunday morning we so Emily and I were in Nashville for a few days and we drove back Saturday and we got into Charlottesville at like nine o'clock Saturday night. We made a uh-huh. stop. We had a stop to get gas outside of Roanoke. And obviously I had it there because I was able to get gas. We didn't stop anywhere else. We didn't like go to dinner or anything. When we got back, we were pretty tired and just kind of wanted to go to sleep. And then yesterday <clears throat> I went to go buy groceries to make lunch and then i realized when i had driven all the way to the grocery store oh wait shit i'm wearing like basketball shorts i didn't grab my wallet out of my jeans so i called her and said hey i'm i'm coming back to your apartment can you grab my wallet out of my jeans and she said uh it's not there and so oh. thus began the process of tearing apart her apartment and my car and my bags and all of my clothes to try to find it. Uh, I did the exact same sweep of my entire car at least four times. Yeah. Uh, the last, you know, the last 24 hours I've been just sort of like, paranoidly continuing to look in places that I've already looked several times, you know, just because uh, what if my wallet's fucking with me? Um, you know, so I, at this point I have no idea whether I like left it at this gas station. You know, if I, if I did after paying for the gas, someone found it, um, because i you know, I called them several times and they had people go look like on top of the pumps and, and all kind of shit like that and wasn't there. Um, <clears throat> or if uh, if like it somehow fell out of my pocket when we were unloading the car Saturday night and someone picked it up like I, I have at this point, I have no idea. I'm never I'm never going to know. Um, yeah. Well, <clears throat> unless they someone mails it to your address on the ID. Is sure. that your newest address? Yes. So, so. unless... Thank God I went and got that <laughs> overpriced Maryland yeah. driver's license. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, or unless it sounds like Emily also may be a suspect here, right? Because yeah. I mean, oh my could have just been in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right, uh, we're eliminating that. But I did. Sorry, I did like a crime mystery over the weekend, so that's that's where my head's. At. I'm, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna have to tell her you said that. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I I think that yeah I think that that goes my thought on yeah just the the how focal our our phone is they have those yeah. those wallets where the the cards are in the back which i always think are kind of silly but it goes to like what what i personally do um is i have my building and my house key um attached to my wallet so i always know that if i've gotten into my apartment i have my wallet and it's a really nice, like, it's kind of, like, built-in, like, you know, multi-factor authentication almost. Right. Uh, which, and so, like, also then I always check to make sure I have my wallet when I'm leaving because I can't get back in. Um, and that's worked out really quite well for me. But not everybody can necessarily do that. But it is it is helpful. If you're on vacation, it's still kind of a mess because you're not going back to your normal home. But, yeah, I... I Oh, that's that's traumatic. But the thing that you didn't mention, and I think we moved away from it in part because of the the mini supercomputers in our wallets. But you know, uh, Max, um, I, I think you'll remember back to the times where where you were you were a youth, and um, there was a day at school, and it was picture day, and you would get pictures taken, and you would buy the little you know very small ones, and people would put it in their wallet. And there's that little window in a lot of wallets that is for IDs, they would say. But also, I think a lot of parents have pictures of their children in there and such. But those kind of little mementos, those sentimental things in wallets, I think those aren't in there anymore. So there's, as far as things that are in your wallet that are kind of invaluable, um, because we can store it all on our computers, um, what's a computer, you might ask, but... Because we can store it on those computers, I think that's another reason why losing a wallet is still bad, but it's it doesn't have the same effects as it once did. Sure. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And even and even leaving losing a phone has become almost inconsequential. I mean, it's it's still terrible. It's still very frustrating. But, um, you know, like you said, all this stuff is on the phone, but it's, it's even, it's also kind of, it's backed up, you know, it's on some data center server somewhere in, in Southern California. So even if you lose your, your phone, you can actually, you know, go to if you Verizon or wherever, and you can probably get it restored exactly as it was within a day, mm-hmm. including yeah. your, your photos, even it's, it's pretty amazing. And that's where, I mean, like you said, those people carry little photos of their kids around now it's like oh i have infinite photos of my children on this little computer how many of them do you want to see yeah you have yeah. to look at all of them right you have all like <clears throat> you have all you essentially you have the capacity to have like all of the photo albums your parents have their parents have and like everyone they know like you you know you can fit them all on your phone and yeah and, I mean, and get yeah. it back and like now you know maybe you use like google photos and they live in the cloud you know so it is the, cl- the cloud is, is someone else's computer that is the official line right, of this that's, podcast that's really all it is but 
but you know, I mean, I guess maybe I'm sure there there's some uh, th- there's some boomer out there listening to this, you know, <laughs> wanting to take away from it that you know, uh, moving away from cash and and moving away from the importance of like keeping memento physical mementos in your wallet is making all of those millennials lazy and not care like i'm i I give a shit about the fact that i lost my wallet it really yeah it basically ruins a whole it ruins a whole day if not weekend i mean i'm just i'm i'm lucky i'm lucky that i lost it on the way back from nashville and not on the way to because that would have destroyed an entire vacation and that just that would have been really terrible i'm sure that uh i'm sure that emily would have dumped me somewhere around day two uh, because yeah. I would have been such a horrible pain in the ass. Um, but, you know, I I don't... I don't know. I, I, I don't think that just because, you know, it's less impactful to lose a credit card now um, that it, it, somehow, it somehow matters less or that, you know, I or anyone else who <clears throat> finds themselves in that situation would treat it you know, with any less seriousness. Yeah, I, I think it's just that the the type of impact is different, and that's sure. that's probably the advancement if we're calling that. You you are going to be inconvenienced, but by, by your right. time and having to wait. But as far as things of value, it it is a lot less than it would be. You know, I think previously where you know you you had all your important you know when business cards were important having all your business cards in a place like that losing that losing those connections right. that would be really traumatic that would have a value um and then there's the sentimental stuff too uh so i think that this is um you know in that in that way it's it's still bad but it's a different type of bad and, and in that if we're you know because sometimes it's helpful to look at the the broad thing and be like, well, it's not that bad because, you know, it used to be that you had to go to sleep at 6 p.m. because there wasn't any light and you just had candles. It's like it's still bad when it's dark, but it's a different type of bad now. Could you imagine losing a Rolodex? <laughs> no, because they're so large. You might. <laughs> well, that's that's a good point. But like, you know, you might as well just go ahead and retire at that point. Yeah. That some some people their wallets still are so large that it would be hard to to lose it. Here's the real. Solution. Oh my god! You just you just that just reminded me of <laughs> meeting meeting uh, a cousin's boyfriend at family Christmas, and he like wanted he was all excited to like show off how many things were in his wallet, and it's just like <laughs> he was cataloging all these things in his wallet. I'm like man, you need like. On a daily basis, you need maybe forty percent of this stuff. Maybe <clears throat> you probably need more, like twenty percent of it. I mean, the, the collection. I, I wish, I wish I had like taken out a notebook or open, you know, opened up the notes app on my little supercomputer and started mm-hmm. like, typing down all of the thing, things that he had because I don't really remember what all it was anymore. But just like, you know. Like, no one needs to carry around a Dave & Buster's power card. Like, <laughs> you know, and the, he I don't think he had one of those, but it was, like, that level of stuff. It's like, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about what's important. Think about what you need to carry around. Yeah. That ain't yeah, it, Chief. I mean, I have, I have a punch card to uh, Shenandoah Joe's in Charlottesville, but I only take it with me when, when you I go. go to Charlottesville. 
Of yeah. course, because it would be irrational for you to carry that around Arlington. It would be very but then silly. All the, yeah, but then all the times that I go and then I forget it, then then I feel like, oh, well, I could have kept it in my mouth. But it's dumb. No, I know it's dumb. I should leave it in my car, honestly. But y- Yeah, it's... you probably should. But, like, you know, what are you losing out on? You're losing out on getting a free cup of coffee sooner? Yeah. Okay. And also, yeah. Also, places that do punch cards are usually, like, small businesses. And just keep supporting know, them. J- just keep supporting them. Now, Max, the one thing we didn't say is that there is one tried and true method to not lose your wallet. And um, I, I think it's worth looking to invest in. Do you know what it is? Uh, getting a microchip? Not, oh, that would be good, but you might still need the ID. My <laughs> yeah, thought was, because um... I think that I, I was reading something earlier this week about, um, or maybe it was last week, that you know some, some stuff around friends, because everybody is watching the show, um, square-toed shoes for men are, are maybe coming back. Not that anyone should do that, but they are. Another thing from that time period that I think might be good and would help here is we should just start putting our watch, our, our wallets back on chains. Just, you know, chain it right to your belt. You're not losing that. Someone tries to steal it. Just wear the same <laughs> pair of pants every day. Well, but it could still fall out. Yeah. But if you've got that on a chain, <laughs> you've got multi-layers of security. First of all, no one will walk near you. Uh, and then also it's chained to you. So they go to grab that wallet and they get, you know, the cold steel of your justice. Yeah. I, th- I, think- I, th- I just like to, I carabiner mine to my cargo shorts personally. <laughs> you know, and really the only way. <laughs> That's not funny because, well, it is funny, but a lot of people do that. The on- And the only way to, you know, to really achieve full maximum security on top of all of that is to do a thing that Pierce can't do. Which is to frost your tips. <laughs> frost my tips. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you can frost not, your it's... you can frost your beard tips. It'd be real fucking weird. Yeah, that'd be though. good. <laughs> you know what? That sometimes would be it's... that would be a signal. Sometimes to it's stay away. Sometimes it's good not to have choices, and this is an instance where I'm glad not to have that choice. <laughs> All right, Steve Jobs. Um, so yeah, I could I could close this out on the um similar note to the joke i believe i made when we opened it um but unfortunately uh bridget actually lost her wallet not that long ago at a very inopportune time this was months ago at this point uh but it was one day before a flight so uh she had to fly and go through tsa for a domestic flight without her wallet and so we arrived early because the process, it, it is possible. It's actually not even that difficult. It took her less than an hour, I think, to get through. Um, but they kind of bring you to a, a separate room and they interrogate you and they make you feel kind of like an idiot. And I remember because the guy opened up and he's like, do you have your ID? No. Do you have a credit card with your name on it? No. Do you have a debit card? No. And the guy said, well, why would you keep all those important things in the same place? <laughs> Where did you said she keep lost them, her wallet. Dummy. And he's like, that's what they're made for. <laughs> um, so anyway, the guy was a kind of a jerk. Essentially, they call us, they call a family member and they confirm a few questions and then they let you through. Right. Um, and luckily for her, we were flying to a to uh, where her parents live and she was able to get her passport, so it was fairly uh, that's good. Uh, inconsequential. But in terms of losing your wallet, I would say that's one of the more um, difficult times to do that and it was still even with that process which a lot of people would be like oh you can't fly without an id like you, you actually can 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that hard. So <laughs> that wouldn't have helped me too don't much sweat because the small stuff. <laughs> my passport is expired and also apparently has a typo in it. So I probably still. Well, you could fly both ways. That's impressive, <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait. <sighs> where's what's the typo in? Uh, they got the birth date wrong, which I, which <laughs> probably means at some point that you know. Uh, I or maybe my mom. It depends on I, you know. I got a passport when I was like fifteen, so it sort of depends yeah. on like who filled out the paperwork. But like someone, <laughs> someone at the time maybe just transcribed it wrong, or someone at the passport office you know typed it in wrong. Because like I know what my birth date is. It's off by one day. So you know, uh, but but yeah, like you know, it is, and and Emily's mom relayed a similar story today of like being able to you know fly without an id pretty recently and you know it made me it made me feel a little better i definitely would have like my skin would have been crawling <laughs> to fly somewhere today yes my advice to you per P- per tsa is bring anything um with your name on it that could be considered a legal document so that would be any sort of card like a like a credit or debit card but also um prescriptions like a prescription drug bottle would also they would count that basically like a utility bill maybe couldn't hurt yeah i don't have a lot of prescription meds right now but i I do still have (laughs) i still have my first water bill because i had to have you know i had to have it to go get my overpriced driver's license that i don't have anymore I, I believe, god damn it i believe bridget on her phone had like pictures of her id and a bunch of credit cards and the guy was like no that's useless i don't want that right that that is <laughs> probably that only sense. useful it's only useful for other things like trying to get a replacement maryland driver's license which you are supposed to be able to do online only you have to have your driver's license number to do it <sighs> mm. so uh, as always, paperwork is stupid. Um, but you know, but it turned out that uh, I was uh, I in the immediate moment I I was overreacting as to the true impact of losing my wallet. So you know, I've I've, I've survived. I haven't spontaneously combusted. I got my got my rage at the world out in the first twenty minutes, and that was kind of all that I needed. And now I've just been living that sweet, sweet contactless payment life. So you can and do we it all too. Know for you, that a good Samaritan will mail you your wallet and have a pleasant surprise waiting for you when you get home. Fingers crossed. But that would involve counting on people to be good. So. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to. That's not going <laughs> to. I'll keep the fingers crossed, but I won't hope too hard. We'll do that. That'll that'll be my uh that'll be my response. Cautious optimism. Mm. Uh okay. Uh so let's uh let's move on from my cautious optimism to Pierce's sorry and I just like you know, it's been 3 weeks since we've had one of these. I got to know, what are you apologizing for today? Well, I think that this is this is ultimately an apology for um, a failure to act, um, and, and specifically, I think that there are people talk about the roots of of evils and problems in this world, and and usually the answer is is men. I mean, it just it just is, 
And I was in a couple situations. I was in two situations right on top of one another. And so that really magnified that, that I had truly failed to act. So the first instance here um, was I was at the gym. And I'm working out at the gym. And uh, I look over and I see a T-shirt that a person was wearing. And sometimes people wear weird T-shirts at the gym for various reasons. There are some that are good where, where a guy has like a, a cut-off a t-shirt that has like slayer or other death metal kind of groups on it which i really like and it's a guy i see all the time I'm like good good t-shirts man um or you have this one which i i basically quadruple take at. i was like that's not what that says um but i wrote it down because this person this man uh was wearing a shirt that says pussy builds strong bones which is you know in a public place is extra offensive um, especially at a gym, which which definitely has, uh, I think that there's a certain macho that goes on at a gym. It's maybe not always the most comfortable place for but everybody. Even, even within the context of that, that's aggressive. Yeah, exactly. I was like, ah, oh. but here I am being a coward, not saying anything. I don't know what I would have said, but I could have said something. And then afterwards, I went to the grocery store, you know, good good place to get a palate cleanser. Um, sometimes there are very nice people. There are service people at the grocery store, and it can be a good service. And, you know, I'm checking out, and I'm still thinking about that T-shirt, and it bothered me. And I look up as, as I'm checking out. It's a little slower checkout. And there's a person standing up at the front, you know, the part where you go, and you're like, hey, actually, this should have been $2 instead of 250 or whatever. Um and it took me a while to read the shirt because, as you know, uh, it was actually a sweatshirt. My, my eyes are deteriorating uh, some. Uh, and the shirt said, and I, I did verify it, it said, guns offend you? Then let me write you a prescription for two testicles. Again, a, pu- a public place. And I failed to act. And so that those are going to continue to be worn and maybe the people will be obstinate and wear them anyways but these shirts are out here and so when you wonder what is wrong in this world like what is why are people so just not not good not going to send wallets back if they yeah. find them not be helpful because people are out here in public wearing things that say really really offensive things for no reason there's there's no reason yeah. to wear that i mean i, I mean did you yeah did you want to pick a fight with a guy with guns or a guy with really strong no. bones no i mean i don't know i can't i, I can't mean, really tell a strong a guy with really are. weak bones i <laughs> yeah, i texted I y'all said. both about the guy i saw in a restaurant in hawaii wearing a a flat bill barstool sports hat like that that basically is on the same level as as those shirts to me uh, I just like I don't understand why. Well, you know, people have it, to interpret that. There's no interpretation here. There's yeah. no nuance. It says but this those just, things. This just all ties into the this. You know, it's all it's all to own the libs. It's all just about like, well, I I, I have I have the theoretical power to offend people with my choices and so i must choose to offend them at all times and it's just like it's a real pain in the ass i'm sorry for my failure to act against people deciding voluntarily to wear clothing items that discuss genitalia on them in in non strictly scientific ways yeah uh come on Oof. okay 
Uh, we'll close the show as we do with uh, our first big idea from pop culture of 2020. And uh, because it's been a few weeks, I've been taking in a lot of culture. Uh, so I have a lot of things that, that I can talk about. Um, I, I got the chance to see the movie Uncut Gems uh, over the holiday. And uh, uh, I don't now I don't remember if I talked about that uh, on our, our last. No, I can't have talked about that on our, our last pod of the year. But uh, that movie is outstanding. It's very good, you know the the way the ways that it's described, you know, kind of like frenetic and and uh, kind of claustrophobic in a way, are just like they're right. Uh, it is a movie that kind of makes your heart beat faster. It's you know, uh, the the score is excellent. Uh, it, it's done by uh, this musician who goes by the stage name One O Tricks Point Never. Um, and, and it's very like synth heavy, uh, and it kind of jives with the, the themes of the movie very well. Um, and and it is, uh, it is excellent. Adam Sandler is really, really good. Um, but I think the thing that I'm most excited to talk about, uh, in terms of recency is that, uh, on the way back from Nashville, before things got horrible when I lost my wallet, uh, Emily and I decided to listen to a few episodes of a podcast that uh, we had both heard about but were saving for a special occasion, and that is Dolly Parton's America. It is produced by... WNYC. It's hosted by Jad from Radiolab, who I learned is from Tennessee uh, and is a huge Jelly Parton fan. And uh, the podcast is a nine episode exploration of quote unquote the Dollyverse. Um, you know, and, and he gets access, he, he sits down and talks to Dolly Parton. Um, he talks to people that wrote about Dolly Parton. He talks to, uh, you know, the family of Porter Wagner, who she had a notable longtime partnership with. Uh, and I, we listened to like the first three episodes of it and then listened to a bunch of Dolly Parton's music. Uh, and, you know, I, I really kind of knew her in the way that a lot of people and I think a lot of men knew her, which is just as, you know, uh, a never ending font of boob jokes. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually here to apologize, uh, as well because Dolly Parton's a fucking amazing songwriter. Like mm -hmm. the, the depth of her musical catalog is phenomenal. And so I, I feel I, I felt appropriately shamed for not having really known that. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll maybe I'll see if uh, Emily wants to put together a big Dolly Parton playlist for us to throw up on the site somewhere. But, uh, you know, Dolly Parton's America, uh, you know, as a podcast, 
maybe it's for you maybe it's not but like spend some time listening to her music because it's really good and she's a really gifted songwriter she has a very good singing voice that is is kind of different and idiosyncratic which you know at the time didn't win her a lot of favors uh, because the country music industry is one that historically has not really rewarded innovation and idiosyncrasy um and just she she has not she i don't think she had gotten nearly the respect that she deserves broadly she certainly hadn't gotten it from me and so i'm glad that that i got to learn about that and it's just you know it was a chance to learn more about emily too it was a chance to kind of dive deep into someone that someone you care about really cares about which is a great thing to do you might you might just learn something so uh strong rex for the music of dolly parton and uncut gems um yeah and with that that is the end of the show you can find us on facebook or twitter at pretty okay pod or at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com you can subscribe to our show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, thank you so much. Please do us one more favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. Oh, but the fire was wild. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire, I went down, 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 and the flames went higher, and it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire